forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Happy seconds. Oh, Diva, our number is <laughs> two, one, three, five, three, six. Not one eight zero. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. How you slap you, stupid little fucks you, nest little fucks you, dirty little fucks you, stupid little fucks. <laughs> Mama, I'm going to go out and drink tonight. I need it. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. And this is our show. Hello, Hi, Big Meatball. Dipper. I see you're texting it's... through my intro. I well, was really trying I to give you gonna... levels to get any reaction out of you, and I got nothing. Well, I know what it's going to be. You know, In the you... words of William, you were paying me nooch. Nooch. Um, it's nice to see you. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a, in a few days. Normally we talk very often, which is just like me calling your phone and you being like, what? But um, it's nice to catch up <sighs> with the you. good times. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> this is truly a, 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 a catch up because I've been so busy this week and you are too. Um, but I wanted to shout out, I had so much fun on our Friday episode with Matthew Camp. He I is, did too! He's very charming. Of course. I mean, uh, duh. I mean, how do you think he got to where he is? Besides that rocking face and that meaty hog. <laughs> <laughs> is hog new for you? Because you really came out hog blaze, hog, you nope. were hog forward. No, but that's just <laughs> what I would call his, his penis is a hog. It's like, uh-huh. it's not a penis. It's not a cock. It's a hog. You know hog. what I mean? Yeah. But that also, was nice. I, I found it interesting that we didn't really get into, I mean, we talked about sex stuff, but not any more than we normally would with anybody. Correct. Well, he's not just Even a though, sexual being. Maybe to you. Oh. Uh, I want to talk to you about, I got a <laughs> facial. I got a facial this week. Uh, What's his name? No, a real one. Oh. I what like, happened? I had never in my life gotten a facial. Uh, what's going on? You're getting Hollywood, baby. You went and got them teeth bleached. Listen, I... You got a facial. What? You got something coming up? You don't... You. I have spent the last year inside my own apartment staring at a computer screen, literally not doing anything. And I'm like, I'm working all the time, so why not put... What do you have there? <laughs> what is that? It's oh, a, you're just... It's a, <laughs> it's a small taser, but it works as a lighter. <laughs> um, but so I was like, I've never had a facial in my life. And of course, as as we do here on Sloppy Seconds, we know Meatball and I are heavy lurkers on TikTok. And one type of video that exists on TikTok is the, the like extractions and mm-hmm. the like healing of like the nose. And, you know, you see that and you just go like, oh, my God, is that me? I've never had a facial. Do I have a decade's worth of gross? And it's like, well, obviously not because I clean my face. It and It pushes like, itself out. And it pushes itself out. And that's, you know, but I was just like, I'm going to go enjoy this experience and see what it is. I found out I have normal skin. I was like, is it oily? Is it dry? She said it's normal. Um, she said I have sun damage on my face uh, because I don't wear sunscreen every day, which, which you, you know, should. Which you and should. you should use a retinol cream and extra sunscreen. And so now I, you know, I, it was a lovely experience. Everything she put on my face uh, smelled like it was a brunch menu. Everything was like manuka honey and raspberries and apricots and cherries. And like it so was the whole this thing. Changed was a- you? Do you think you're going to be doing this more often now or taking care of your skin more? Well, I definitely like 
have a now I have a cleanser that isn't the same soap I wash my body with that I will use. Did for they my try face. to upcharge you when you oh, were on the way out? They were they did. like they one were time like, I did that and they literally I walked out after getting the facial, which was like one hundred and fifty dollars, and then they I walked out with two hundred dollars in product because I couldn't say no. They were like, uh, we just want to point out the products that are recommended by your specialist, by your esthetician, uh, no pressure to buy. And they like point to these three things that all like look very nice. And you're like, oh, cool. That's like $28. That's $34. That's whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what happened? Why did I give they, you guys so much money? They get you, girl, on the way out. You're feeling good. You want your skin to stay good. Listen, I think that I, well, now I want a facial because I love when my face is like all empty and then you put a mask on and you can really feel it getting to your pores. Oh, do you yeah. do masks? It was, it, well, no, because I have a beard, but I know that there's still plenty of other skin. I got a whole lot of forehead. Yeah, there's a lot of I real estate over there. Nose. But it did That's feel. That's it That's did, a hog of a nose. Hog, hog nose. It did feel amazing to like have all the treatments, and that was that was an absolutely brand new experience for me. Um, you, well, I rem- I just remembered what I got one. So you know how they put that little steamer on, and it's like pointed at your face. I didn't get that. Oh, so they did a steamer. They had like a steamer aimed at my face because it keeps your pores open, so it's easier for them to like get the stuff out. Mm-hmm. And it was causing me to sweat. So she was like, "Ooh, I might just turn. Go ahead and turn this off." Because I was like, "The pores are open. I'm literally sweating and like getting in the way of what's happening." <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that was interesting. It was very calming. It was like nice and air conditioned in there, and I did feel very like you know taken care of. That's nice. Yeah, let it me was think an about what, experience. What did I do this week? I got into full drag. Oh my god, I got into drag to shoot this video. And I was in heels for maybe an hour, and the rest of the day I was out. I was done. I was in bed, laid up, like my back hurt because I was like, "This is the first for I keep." I always say, "This is the first time I was in drag." This is the first first time that I was in full drag, healed up, corseted, pulled, snatched, and performing. And I, I don't know how these other girls were are doing it, jumping around it. Uh, in Long Beach and doing shit on the cement, running around in heels. Because I was laid up for a day and a half. You need to, like, do the training. Like, the the running in heels training videos that people post online where they're, like, level one. You oh need God, to... How funny would it be if I did that but just fell every single time? Every single time. <laughs> you, I mean, I think you need to start... do The first pair of heels I got, the, the diva that I bought them with told me, clean your house and the shoes. You just got to start wearing them when you don't need to wear them and get used I, to doing it again. I also think, because, you know, Kimchi, like, cleared out her closet. So I uh-huh. got all of her shoes. Oh. Like, she was selling everything else, but the shoes, she was like, no one's buying you shoes. So she, of course, was like, who's my poorest friend? And it was me. <laughs> so I was, I'm, like, wearing her shoes. And I feel like it might have been a combination of them being, like, technically new to me. Right. But you could just, you know, like, cook your little Hello Fresh meal while you're standing at the <laughs> stove. Wearing your bordello shoes with the rolling tip front or whatever those are. I love them. I love them. Can't get enough of them. They're like, they're the sketcher shape-ups of heels. They really are. Maybe that's what it was. They have the little roll Oh, my God. I knew this one girl in college who constantly wore shape-ups, even after everyone was like, they're really bad for your tendons. Like, they're terrible for your ACL. Like, stop wearing those. And she would wear them all over New York. She'd be in a full-ass gown coming to class to perform a scene where she needed to be in a gown. But she would, like, show up in the fucking shape-ups. And we're like, 
Do you not own anything else? And when the bottom wore out to flat, new pair of shape ups. She couldn't stop. She must. Oh, they must have been doing great things for her booty. I'm gonna tell you this now. They didn't. She had a very English booty. <laughs> What is an English booty? Wait, 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 wait. wait. No offense. <laughs> long yeah, back. Like, long back. A long back, and it was like lo- low, and the crack seemed to start low. You know how you can look at someone's body and be like, I bet that person has like some European descent. Why are you so good at clocking BBL surgery? Because it looks fake. Like, some of them look real. I've been watching some TikToks where girls are literally just getting it, or people are really just getting it to just even out their body and look natural. But a lot of times, you go overboard with the BBL. Someone just told me they had a BBL, and I was It was Monet, wasn't it? Shocked. Oh, I knew about that one. You oh, did? Because, yeah, because all of a sudden, she started posting a video of her shaking her ass in the kitchen, and I was like, that's not the original ass. That's not the original last. Remember that ha- it happened like maybe close to a year ago? But it's like, it, I thought when you got a BBL, you got a BBL. Like, no, there is a way to naturally do it or like yeah. to look more natural. But then there's also like the way to really inflate the back end. And this I think feels... a lot of people really overdo the back end because they know it's going to eventually shrink. It doesn't stay that way forever. I, all I want. I love a nice I want, All I want is a dump truck. Okay, can we just talk about TikTok and all these straight <laughs> men's just with their big old fat asses and their fucking boners out? Like, what is happening? Why do straight guys really have huge butts? There's a straight guy who I work with they on play some- football. Oh. Who I work with on some projects who literally, like, I I have to hold back from grabbing his ass when I see him. It's, well, good because that's sexual assault. I know that's why I'm holding that back. Here I'm, on just this being, pod. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being open and I'm being vulnerable about the thoughts that go on in my body. Because, because gay people end up touching each other all the time. Yes, and then if when you're I'm in around, a gay club, it's pretty much open field. When I'm around him, I'm like, oh, I can't just give his butt a little tap. Like, good job out there. Be, like, good job out there on the on the work job. Uh, but he has such a juicy booty, and it's like. How did it get like that? How did that gotta, booty how, get how so get juicy? Like how did that booty get so juicy? Okay, I have another thing to tell you, which is psychotic. I'm listening. My former roommate. You're a you bottom know, now. <laughs> here's You know what? Dr. Matthew Camp said, I'm a whole doctor. I'll turn that butt into a pussy in a matter of <laughs> I wish you would have offered that to me. I would have been like, Michael, I'm sorry, I have to do this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat this hog. I gotta eat this hog. Um, you, I wonder if I catfished him and gave him Monopoly money if he'd fall for <laughs> if it. If you could make it happen. I got a text from my former roommate because you know I recently moved into my own place, and um, maybe we talked about it on the podcast like two years ago. Do you remember when my ceiling collapsed in my old apartment? Oh, yeah. We woke up in the middle of the night and the ceiling had like collapsed and fallen onto like a chair and the, you know, and the and the couch and whatever. And they came and replaced it and it all got replaced within like 36, 48 hours. The whole thing was completely new, redone, like plastered paint, the whole thing. 
It happened but again. You're like, why did the ceiling collapse? He texted me a photo and he was like, just in case you're feeling nostalgic about the apartment, photo of the full, the entire ceiling in the kitchen collapsed on him while he was cooking. Sue. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Sue the what is the quote? Sue the bastard? Sue the bitch. I don't know, but I would sue. I would be like, listen, I I this already happened once, and we didn't do anything about it. This time, it almost murdered me. I'm moving yeah. out. You're paying for it. You're also paying damages. And then walk it's around like, like this. Listen, if there's anything I've learned from any of my lawsuits, it's that people damages. will, will sue you damages for damages, even if they're yes, they'll glen close your ass, mama. They will. They'll hunt you down like a dalmatian for money that you don't have. Well, right. I had it, but now I don't. <laughs> It was that crazy, old bitch though. fake like she was injured for two years. Oh, Miss Miss Thing from the uh, car accident? From the car accident. Girl. Where the airbags didn't even go off. Mama. Sh- mama. Not the no. airbags didn't go off. But it was it was um it was shocking and it made me grateful to like be in a new place where I'm like, at least the bones of this building, maybe the like smoke alarm in the garage beeps too often for my liking and i constantly have to replace a nine volt battery every month but the bone have you considered Diane. replacing the yes the bones are good I that's have. why i feel safe in this house even though it was like built in the 1920s <laughs> and the back room is maybe dangling for its life i don't understand the science of how that room is up <laughs> but we've we've i still feel safe because it's been like since we've been here there's been five major earthquakes that have like shaken this place and i was like it's sturdy. It's not we're going good. anywhere. <laughs> You're like, we're good, Diva. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm grateful that my ceiling didn't collapse. Shout out to uh, dealing with that whole scenario. I feel bad. but What is the worst apartment situation you've ever lived in? Like, oh. what was the worst? Oh, wait, was it when you were in that basement with those people that had children? That was kind of rough, but I... I can tell you, I I can tell you the worst. I feel like I've told the story in the podcast. I can tell you the worst place I've had to sleep as part of like a traveling gig. Oh, okay. Which was, I got asked to do a show in Vancouver, Canada. I took the bus from Seattle. I didn't at the time. I don't believe I had a work permit, so I. Get to the bus station. This guy meets me at the bus station. He was like, hey, uh, the venue where where you're also going to stay is a six-block walk from here. And I had this huge bag with me. We walked. It was an independent record shop that had a DIY like underground venue in the back of it. And that's where I performed. I performed after a bunch of like metal bands. And I literally slept in the same room where I performed on a loft bed that was like eight inches from the ceiling. There was no electrical outlet up there to like plug in my phone or anything. And there was no light. And when I had to get up and pee in the middle of the night, I like staggered down this ladder and I stepped on the ground and there were just like beer cans everywhere and like people asleep on the ground. The fu- the because when I first started gig. traveling for shows, I was taking any gig and crashing anywhere I could. I, and so am I now. <laughs> Catch All me right. back at exposure drag. Let's uh, let's take a break and then you let's can take tell a me quick break your and story. Then I'll tell you where my worst place. Well, okay, goodbye.
Eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like oh baby i don't have to think about this Mm -hmm. like It is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of ma- pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next box that's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next box while your subscription is active that's a sleigh, baby. <gasps> and <Hello>. we're back. <laughs> okay, the worst, I mean, the worst gigging thing that I've ever done, I think. What about your worst, um, like, uh, like paying rent in an apartment scenario? I don't know. I, I think about it nostalgically, but now, like, living as a human being and an adult, my first New York apartment, although was it was very nice, I had a windowless room. But for it to be considered a bedroom, it had to have a window in it. So it was, but it was a window out to a shaft. Oh, like yeah. Like, a shaft in the shaft. middle of... The, it was an air shaft so that you could put a, a window AC unit in it. But it was a small closet of a room uh-huh. that it, the queen bed basically when you walked in there was room for like a desk and then the queen bed and then because the queen bed was so wide it was like a narrow hallway where the door to the closet couldn't close it was just always open right so it was like maybe 10 feet of actual real space to live in that room so i actually started sleeping in the living room all the time because at least in the living room there was like light and windows and it like looked out into the east village so my roommate would get really annoyed because i would like watch tv and fall asleep so i basically lived in the living room and got changed in my bedroom 
But he had a really nice bedroom that was like really big. Like I was in the slave quarter. Anyway. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. Um yeah, what was I your remember, worst paying rent? Well, I think I think I remember telling this story, which is when I was in my mid twenties, when I was living in Chicago, my roommate left to go on a trip, and we found a couple to take over her room, and we were we were really intertwined because basically they were moving out of an apartment, moving into our apartment. She was going to get rid of some of her furniture and let them bring in some of theirs. So they got like a storage unit together where they had their stuff and her stuff. And then we had the apartment, which was me and them living together. And personality wise, I liked them very much. And then after they started living there, it just became, to me, unlivable. Uh, Unclean? Just messy. The, the, it like spread out everywhere all of a sudden like there was no like th- there was no common area that felt neutral and i i think it was i think i i got a little hectic in my own brain about it because i had like my best friend and roommate who i'd been living with for years like left but i started like st- i stopped cooking in the kitchen i would only eat out or like get fast food and i would go into the into my bedroom i bought a table specifically so i could eat in my bedroom and i like stopped using the rest of the apartment and it was so fucked up because like i was on the lease and so and i i had a really hard time communicating and then you know at a certain point i sat them down and i said i don't want to live here anymore i don't feel good in this place and i'm going to leave and i'm going to give you like the rest of this month and i'm going to pay you another month and and then i'm going to burn all your stuff i hope you find you know and it was it was i've said this before you know how i categorize it in my brain was sort of like the first like inside my life adult conflict that had to do with like a major aspect which is like shelter but i handled it in a really sort of like cowardly shitty way like i don't like how i handled it and i still have regret about handling it in that situation and recently that person you're not done i can be done keep no keep going recently that person what that person has reappeared in my life as the like partner to like a a good friend of mine. And I was like, Oh my God, you're dating that person now. And And they've grown up. It like brought up all these feelings where I was like, Oh my God. But we were able to sort of like have a moment and talk about it. And like, it's all, it's all sort of like a moment from our early twenties at this point. But I remember feeling like the narrative in my head was, you moved in and basically squatted, even though they were paying rent. <laughs> they just sort of like took over my apartment out from under me and I was forced to leave because it was no longer comfortable. Which, had I communicated or had a real conversation with them, there probably would have been a, a, like a like a better path toward success of us like sharing the space together. Yeah, but you were young and you didn't know that. I will say that, that yeah, when I first moved to New York, my first roommate... Everything seemed fine for, like, the first year, and then slowly little things like him never doing the dishes Mm. started popping up and becoming an issue, and then he started, like, doing a bunch of drugs. I mean, we were both doing drugs, but, like, the way he was handling it and the way I was handling it was, like, two different ways. Like, I was like, 
I can do this once in a while and be fine. But it started becoming like a real problem for him. So I just removed myself from the situation after three years and like me just complaining to my friends about him all the time. They were like, just leave. And so I did. And then I might be giving too much tea. I don't think he listens or anybody knows who I'm talking about. But he then moved in with my best friend after I had moved out to a different apartment to live by myself. And he start and they were like, I don't see what the problem is. He's fine. And then slowly after three years with him, my best friend was like, I'm moving. I'm getting out of the city. I can't wow. live here. This person's a nightmare. And I was I was finally like vindicated and I was like, I told you, bitches, he's crazy. And you're still friends with him now? No, absolutely not. No. But he does <laughs> yeah, great work. He does great work. He does great work. Yeah. That, God, I mean, I, why, we're like reminiscing on like nightmares. Also, New York City was the most fun part of my life, and I can't wait to go back. $3 bill is open. Alaska's got her show there. Mama, I'm going. I'm going to get wasted. I'm going to hang out with Candace Musical. There's been a lot of news in the news about Candy Muse. Really? Mainly because all the other top four have been, like, booked for stuff and are touring and traveling and getting their own singular shows, and they're not offering Candy the same thing. Candy's not getting, like, her own tour like the rest of them are. But she's not... She was top two. She was... That's the thing. That's whatever. That's what I'm saying. Oh, is it, like, the peppermint? Is it the peppermint? Because you remember when I we talked about the season nine. I think it's the peppermint at all. They just don't like. I think that promoters think that no one will come out to see Candy. But like Candy's in my star. mind, what are you talking about? in my mind, Candy was the main character. She was top two. But I think it's just like Candy Muserasher. Wow, that is a gag. Well, I hope she's doing well. I, it looks like it. She seems to be having a lot of fun. But it's like crazy that I think that she's having she's to try like to working in New York. Yeah, but it's not the same as having, like, a full UK tour lined up for you by another tour company that's, like, promoting you and pushing you. She's not getting that treatment. So those nightmares make me remember a college living situation. When you said didn't do the dishes, this oh my God. changed my... Do your dishes! This changed... Forget paper plates, faggot! <laughs> this changed my life. Um, which was... Um, when I was in college, I lived my senior year. I lived in a house with five other people. Well, that was and, your first mistake. Right. We wanted to get this big party house. So there were five of us in this one unit. There were, you know, or the six of us in this one unit, five in another, four in another. And it all shared. There was like a wraparound porch and a backyard. And we were all the seniors in the theater department. So it was like we were going to be the party house. And uh, basically, it became clear after a, like three weeks of living there that everyone would love to like use the dish and then just like slide it in the sink. Like no one was able to just like do their coffee mug in the plate the moment after they did it. And so what happened was we just all like, it's not even like we chose it. I feel like we like just like acquiesced. We like surrendered into the system that was just sort of like, if you went to get a plate and there were no plates left, you would spend an hour doing <laughs> the entire sink full of dishes. So it wasn't like one person was always like, I'm doing the dishes. It was sort of like whoever it came, it, led, it landed on, that person would end up doing all the dishes. But it just felt like the the wrongest, the most incorrect system ever. And we all just like let it happen for the full school year. Uh, yeah. 
Like no one, no one ever had a conversation about it. No one was ever like, can we just each do our own dishes? It was like, we were all like, well, I guess I'll do these dishes. And then we would like sit there and like talk to them while they were in the kitchen doing it. It just like was an unspoken, just like poorly made plan. Well, it seemed like it worked out. And as long as y'all weren't (laughs) fighting about it. But it made me never want to be in that situation again. So now I like, I do my dishes immediately after I use them. Oh, I'll like let them sit. But at the end of the day, I want an empty sink. Like I want to wake up to a clean sink. Exactly. And that's something that's changed my perspective. But also I remember I used to have like most of the places I lived always had dishwashers. Yeah, that's and it was like always really easy. Yeah, even in New York, I always had a dishwasher. It wasn't until I moved to LA that I was like, oh, some of these places you literally have to buy your own refrigerator. You have to buy a dishwasher and a stove to live in an apartment. This doesn't make sense to me. Well, I told you that I had a little uh, fridge moment here where it needed a repair, and I reached out to the landlord, and he was like, "Well, that's not my fridge." And I was like, "He said, he said, that's your fridge." It would. Well, whose fridge is it? Because I can almost tell you this, if I wanted to move out and take that fridge with me, he'd be like, well, you don't like, own that No, fridge. no, 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 no. That's you don't not, that's own my that fridge. fridge. I'm like, that well, is it was your a fridge? Gift. That fridge <laughs> that is in fridge good faith. He's like, I'm not responsible for it, but you can't take it out of here. That fridge is a gift. <laughs> yeah, this shit is wild. Um, oh, my God. Pulled, what? I, yes, I pulled three voicemails because uh, one of them has something to do with last week's one of them we might need to cut because the audio is bad. And the third one, I think, is just funny. So, should we take a break and then listen to some voicemails? Yes, voicemails! And then I have something to say about some posts. Yes. Some posts? Wait, like a, po- a post on the internet? No, it was like on our post about Matthew Camp. And two people have commented like, oh, why do you always have these half pseudoscience knowing people as guests? Like, every time they come on, it's a bad episode. And it's like, because they're our friends and like, that's their life and their opinion. So you can eat my whole. I want to talk about this because I literally wrote, I wrote down these topics to talk about. And the last one says internet is fake. And I did want to have this conversation. So let's, let's talk about it a little bit before we, we take a break for the voicemails. The Um, internet is not real. Tell me how you feel when you read those comments. Like, I mean... Okay, here's the thing, like, I'm just listening to someone talk, like, those comments in specific, I'm just listening to someone talk, like, I, their opinion of the world and their view of the world is, like, their view of the world. It doesn't have to be mine, and I don't have to tell them, like, in that moment, if I don't agree with it, I don't have to be like, no, what you're saying is wrong, and it doesn't make any sense. That I, I'm not here to fact check people. If that's what he believes and that's what he thinks, then that's him. And if you don't like it, then just turn it off or finish the episode and then keep the thought. Just have the idea that there's people with other different beliefs and a different education than you here. Yes. And and this is this is the thing, because I've started to have this conversation with a lot of like the queens and like comedians and other people and even like producing Jinx's podcast. She had Kate Berlant on the show. Oh, my God. I love Kate. Kate Berlant is so funny. And, you know, so smart. Kate uh, Jinx and I were sort of having a question, uh, a conversation before the show. And I was like, I think an, uh, like an interesting point of conversation is like, um like the pressure one feels as a public figure in the entertainment segment or sector to be politically minded. And, you know, this last year, everyone who has an Instagram was being an activist. Yes, um, mama. 
which which is important to be aware of the world and to speak about how they're feeling and what, you know, like how fucked up the world is. But that doesn't mean just because you have a voice, your voice is the expert voice. And I think people forget that because like we work with entertainers and comedians and drag queens. And Jinx said to Kate, like, do you feel that pressure? Like the pressure to be like politically outspoken or uh, like an activist or outspoken about social issues. And Kate's response was, uh, I I would offer even the pressure to run for office or be a world leader. <laughs> like the, the idea that like, oh, if you have a little bit of an Instagram following, you absolutely need to fully understand um, what's going on in Israel right now. And it's like, yeah. no, as a citizen of the world, you need to understand that there's like terrorism and war crimes going on because of like fucked up shit that we've been gaslit about in our country for years and years because exactly. like America is like funding this like colonizer bullshit. But that doesn't mean that we like, it, it's just like, we have to have grace with people as we explore things. Matthew camp said, well, famously, the butt produces 27 mucuses. I don't know if that's true. I don't He's know if that's true either. So, but you know. that's what he believes. I wasn't going to sit there. And, well, actually, I did sit there and I said, no, it doesn't. But I, I mean, I don't know. Just enjoy things. Not everything is always correct. If I disagree with something on a podcast, my first instinct isn't to immediately go to. No, it's like to like email them and be like you've got it wrong i'm not sitting here saying we're like sexual health experts mathematicians scientists um astrologists like i don't have any of that knowledge we talk out of our ass for I entertainment. didn't make it out of college what do you <laughs> want from me i don't know what do i want from you no i'm talking to the people a good time I'm always a good time, baby. Yeah. Don't mi- don't. Uh, I forgot the phrase. What is it? Don't let the smooth taste fool you. Were you doing some? Don't. No, I was gonna be like don't mess take me it with home? a good time. Take it home. Let's <laughs> take it home. Well, let's anyways, take it home, I, and we'll I, talk I, after this break. Okay, we are back, and it's time for and some we voice took it home. But I will say, let me just say to like, I feel like I'm happy for this to be an ongoing part of our our narrative. Uh, to like, we listen. We we are able to do what we do and reach the audiences that we're able to reach because of the social media and because of the internet. Yes, and all yes. So those things are real. You can you can post a clip of you performing and then someone can reach out to you on Instagram and say, I want to book you and I want to pay you for that performance. That, you know, goes from Instagram to money in your pocket to paying your rent. Like that is a real thing. But the flip side is like the comments and the interactions and the all of that. It's like that stuff is not real. That person that is, you know, being unreasonable or thinking you need to be an expert in well, every there is, single there thing. Also, especially not real because both of the accounts that commented on our thing are like burner accounts. They only go on, like <laughs> Wait, they're not do you real have people. Have a burner account to troll people? 
No, I just do it on my regular account. I've stopped <laughs> caring. I don't care. Come for me. I don't care. You don't care. All right. Well, let's listen to a voicemail. How about that? I do care about the voicemails. Hey, Big Dipper. Hey, Meatball. I Hello. had a quick sex talk story that's kind of stupid, but it popped into my head when I was talking to my barber about washing down cum. So there was this guy my freshman year who came over to my dorm room. We sucked each other's dicks. Mm-hmm. We swallowed each other's cum. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we had that cum flavor in our mouth. So yeah, I went cum. to my little dorm fridge to check what I Accurate. had. And all I had was, like, a three-pound bag of snap peas. So we both took a handful of snap peas and ate them. Two, three days later, he came over. We sucked each other's dick, swallowed each other's tongue. I went back to my fridge, and I realized I didn't buy groceries, and all I had was snap peas. So we took another handful of snap peas, and we ate that afterwards to get the flavor out of our mouth. And for some reason, this was a ritual that continued for probably two to three months, where... We would swallow each other's cum and finish it off with like a handful of snacks. So I I don't know why, but like to this day, I swear when I eat snack peas, it tastes a little bit like cum, which I don't know. But like to me, that's something that should be studied because I swear that's got to be important in like the health field somewhere. So. That's my story. Thank you. I okay. I love the Pavlov's that. dog of it all. <laughs> I just love it. He came over. We swallowed each other's cum, and then we ate a handful of snap peas. <laughs> like I just like, love how he told the, the story. Things, also, a college dorm room with snap peas—something I've never heard of. Yeah, right. Mine was always just filled with those Starbucks frappuccinos, and Ew. um. <laughs> Just what's wrong with that? Those are delicious. The the little mocha ones, you know what I'm talking about. The glass, you'd have to shake it really hard. A mocha frap. Um, that should but, be studied by science. But also, why does your mind just go to? F- I would always think of like a liquid, like wash my mouth out in the sink. Right. Drink some, some water. Drink some water. Not no like no liquid. Let me in have the, a in, in the dorm. Let me have a snack. Just snap peas. God, bad. There is like nothing worse than bad casing cum, especially when it's it like, burns. oh, suck my dick, suck my dick. Oh, you want this load? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm gonna come in your mouth. Oh, you're gonna swallow it? Oh, you're gonna swallow it? And then you're like, no, I'm not. It tastes like shit. So what do you do? What do you do? Do you just spit it out, or do you spit it in your hand, or spit it on them? I'll tell. They're you normally. What I do. I'll tell you what I do. Oh, you! Oh, wait! You've told me you hold it in your mouth until you walk walk away and spit that it out. That happens, but if I know I'm not going to be able to walk away, I um, open my mouth so that like he can see all the cum in my mouth, and then if it looks like he like likes that, if he's like yeah, then I push it out and let it drip all over my beard and my face so I'm not swallowing it. I'd rather wipe it out of my beard than swallow it if it tastes bad. But then you got to smell it all day. Well, no, I then get up and I go like soap and water my beard in the bathroom. You do a full cleanup. I'd rather get home. I'd rather get out of there. 
Well, I, you know, for me, I'm like, listen, I, you, you, you set, you set roots. You're like, for me, I like to go in the bathroom. I want to take a shower, <laughs> sometimes a bubble bath. No, I just think I'm like, I'm like, if he likes the idea of seeing me completely cummy and messy, I'll act like, oh, it was so much cum, I couldn't swallow it. Or like, your dick was so crazy that I like, I couldn't get it in my throat or my mouth. So it's just like, my face is messy with it and it's dripping down my beard. You're such a cum monster. Meanwhile, I'm like, it tastes like garbage. That's the truth. I've never <laughs> liked the taste of cum. Do you like the taste of snap peas? No. I just want to say, if you want to call and tell us any other kind of story, I just loved how um, smooth <laughs> and even the delivery of that story was. I really appreciated that voicemail, unlike the first one, which was from the highway. Here this is our next last one is going to be another audio disaster. Really? I think so. Let's see. But it's funny. Uh, so I uh, just finished Deep V. It was one of my favorite episodes. Um, it talks about... D- okay, pause. Got really bum, bum. Story with it. Uh-huh. We might have to start it over because you took so long to pause. He said <laughs> he just finished... Sorry, my deep- finger wasn't on the pause button. <laughs> he said he just finished Deep V, the last episode. Yeah. Like, the Okay. Well, you seemed so confused. Well, I was excited about his Australian accent. Me too. Doesn't he sound like Kane? Uh, so, I uh, just finished Deep V. It was one of my favorite episodes. Um, it talked about Uncut Dick, which I've actually got a really good story with it. Uh, I was stuck in this guy off not too long ago, and he had the most beautiful, gorgeous, gigantic, fat, uncut cock. Um, I Beautiful, gorgeous, gigantic, fat, uncut cock. This sounds like fucking vanity. I Vanjie? No, it sounds like... Um, vanity. Oh, yes, I was going to say it sounds like vanity. Okay, continue. Back, and as soon as I, I pulled love back, it. I noticed a big, thick white ring around his head. Um, and his cock fucking smelled like just piss, like he'd never cleaned behind his head before. And I immediately told him, I was like, you know, this is disgusting. You need to clean this up. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, it work all day. I was like, just, just gross. What, what are you working? Like a piss field. It's disgusting. Um, yeah, that's my story. I also disguised my accent because I don't want you guys to really know what I sound like. Um, this is also what I usually sound like. <laughs> Bye. We got Wait, it's a fake Australian accent. It's a fake Australian accent, and it was good. Wait, 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 wait. Um, yeah, that's my story. I also disguised my accent because I didn't want you guys to really know what I sound like. <gasps> um, this is also what I usually sound like. <laughs> This is also what I usually sound like. Oh my gosh! So this was an American. It was so good. Yes. So and then when I kept when I listened to it again, I was like, oh, there's some spots where they like they're really pushing it. Like when they were like, I pushed the skin back behind the head, <laughs> behind the head, behind it's like the head. Dodger and Fagan from Oliver, and it's not <laughs> even Australian. <laughs> Come city yourself at out. While I push back the penis head, there's a little white ring of it's piss or cheese or something that doesn't smell right. Can you someone explain to me what that di- like what that is? Does the foreskin create a discharge or is that just like leftover cummies that has sat there or is it like lint that collects? 
Like, what creates that little, that cheesy ring if they don't wash? It's just not clean. There yeah, is... I know, but, like... What? Like, my crotch can be, like, not clean, but I won't find, like, cheesy stuff. Like, I, I could go two days without taking a shower, and there won't be anything going on. I mean, I'm circumcised, so I, uh, that's the difference, che- but... Cheesies. God, I'm so hungry for cheese now. I do like cheese. And you know what else I love? Shrimp. Not dick cheese, but cheese. Cheese cheese. What's your favorite cheese? When did you have shrimp? I finally had shrimp last night. No, I had it last night. But I one night at like 11 o'clock, I was like, "Mm, I could really go for some shrimp. (laughs) And then I could not stop thinking about shrimp until I finally got it yesterday. And guess what? It wasn't that good. And so now I want shrimp again. Have you ever eaten um like seafood that comes in like the plastic bag that's like full of the seasonings and you're meant to like eat it with uh plastic gloves on well, you mean like a crawfish boil yeah but it's often yes, all there's the time also I'm like from texas shrimp and other yeah they things. do shrimp ones they do crawfish ones there's some lobster ones crab is a good one but yeah i've had that before but i don't I've wear never the gloves eaten food out of a plastic bag like that before baby it's delicious we should do that one time. We should have a crawfish boil. I'm or scared about that, boil. though, because the, they also do the things where they're like, oh, yeah, and if you get the crawfish where the tail is curled under, that means they it's were dead, dead before they yeah. hit the water, and it's just going to yeah, make but you you're, sick. Yeah, it will make you sick, but you have to clean up. Like, you pick out the dead ones because you – the. I mean, I, I would get live crab or live crawfish. I wouldn't get dead one. Murderous. But I know, I know a company that can ship it out. Ooh, ship us live ones. And it's about to be crawfish season. We should really do this and make Forever Dog pay for it. Well, how about that? Thanks, everyone, for listening to Sloppy Seconds this week. We're very excited to have you um, with us uh, for this Tuesday episode. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Um, and you can always call in with your fuck talk story to uh, our voicemail, which is... Two one three five three six nine one eight zero. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly or Spiciest Meatball. And you can follow me on Twitter at Fat Drag Meatball. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, ever miss an episode, which come out Tuesday and Friday. I did that all from memory. We'll see you next time. Bye, Diva. Oh, I forgot about the one time my apartment, I, I forgot to tell the story about the apartment where I shit in a bag because my there was one toilet and I couldn't get in there. You've told it before. Well, I, sh- I shit in a bag. <laughs> Doodle-doo-doo, forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. <laughs>